0: Welcome to the Jack and John Podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John.
1: And we're on a mission.
0: To help you focus on Christ. Well, today we're going to talk about identity. How do you identify yourself? Do you identify yourself? Well, one of the things that I've come across is that in this world we live in, there are so many different ideas about what identifies us. Mm. And... Uh, Popular thought would say, nobody but you can define who you are. What do you think about that, Jack?
1: Uh, Wow. I don't know if you can define who you are. We are defined by certain things. We are certain things apart from how we even define ourselves. I think Uh, we are a creation of God and we are um, made by him. Uh, His spirit uh, is a part of us. Uh, And we are really honestly defined, not necessarily by what we do, um, but maybe who we are and who we are is a child of God. So maybe we're defined uh, as a child of God, but we don't live like a child of God. So then we get confused Mm. about who we really are. And then if you're confused about who you really are, then that would lead to uh, a lot of suffering, a lot of misunderstanding. A lot of broken relationships. It leads to a lot of negative things, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think the the key is uh, we really don't define ourselves. Mm. You know, sometimes other people will define us because they'll put a label on you, or you know, people say, "What do you do for a living? Uh, Where are you from?" Um, are you related to so and so? There's so many different things that that we use.
1: Or that. you're different, right? You, you aren't like me. You believe different things. Uh, you look different than I do. You're ugly, yeah. or whatever we see or say of people. People believe that defines them, and then there you go, right? Now you got got struggles.
0: Yeah. Or even our diseases. Well, I'm, yeah. you know, people say I'm a diabetic or, you know, I've got cancer or, um, or I've been in this horrible car accident and I got these deformities and disabilities. And
1: John, if I define myself by all my problems and all of my ills and things like that, you'd feel so sorry for me. I do, I don't know. <laughs> You got to be an overcomer. So, be you, an overcomer. How do you define yourself? <laughs> I define my. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm a hot mess.
1: <laughs> well, our our mission, our vision is to focus on Christ, and I think that to focus of on Christ is to set your identity in Him. Uh, in other words, uh, rather than. Uh, my identity being myself, my performance, my position, uh, my success, or anything else. Uh, The Bible says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And when I come to him, then I find direction. I find uh, a solid place, truth, that I can uh, focus on what is absolutely true and where am I in this life. Uh, And he is the life. That means that I have hope uh eternally it's it's all positive it's all good but uh, if i don't know the way if i don't know the truth and if i'm not in the life then i'm in a hopeless right. situation so i i need to identify myself in christ is what i believe and that's what we're trying to do focus you on christ so that you can have your identity in him so now there is not really self esteem i don't look at myself and say well do i have self esteem that's not the point Mm-hmm. The point is, as I surrender my life to Christ and strive to follow his will, then I have Christ esteem. Mm-hmm. It is Christ in me that is the hope of glory. And if Christ is in me, then I have Christ esteem. And it's not focused always on myself because that's pretty pathetic. Myself.
0: Well, it can be. It can be. Yeah. It can be. The, the only part that troubles me with what you said is okay. that we need to... Define ourselves in Christ or set our definition in him. And, and the, the verse that comes to my mind, we quote so many times, is fix your eyes on Jesus, the, the author. author and perfecter of our faith. Now, I don't say to one of my characters, hey, you need to set yourself in my book. The character doesn't do that. The character doesn't define the character. Now, I have when I'm writing a story, I will sort of let the character define it himself or herself because they'll have their own personality and that sort of thing. But who gives them that personality? Right. Who creates them? Who defines them? The author. And
1: Jesus, if he it, is the
0: author. He's and the author. Right? Right? Now, he lets us wiggle around in that story and do some of our own things. Just like, you know, when I'm writing a story, the character might surprise me and do something that that I wasn't thinking. But my hand is still the one writing it. And uh, Jesus is the author and the finisher. He's the editor and the publisher um, Hmm. of our faith. Okay, so our definition isn't we define ourselves in Christ he defines
1: us. And I think that a lot of times in in Christianity, a lot of people feel like Christianity is trying to live up to some uh, high expectation of God. And I'm not saying that that's not something we may strive for, but I believe that rather than living your Christian life in the context of I'm always trying to do better, trying to do this, trying to do this, Rather, it's living in relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what defines me, mm-hmm. that I'm striving to be in relationship with him. And there's uh, there's a lot of movement there. There's a lot of freedom there. And it's not based on performance. It's based on faith, that we have faith, that we are justified by faith, and we live by faith in the Son of God rather than on some kind of high expectation of performance, or...
0: yeah, I felt like as a kid growing up in church that um, you know we got this message of love and grace and come to Jesus and uh, and then you come to Jesus and then it felt like okay here's the list of things you got to do um, here's the here's the rules here's the do's and don'ts um, I, I think that was really missing the point. I'm not saying you shouldn't try to be a good person, that kind of thing. But that's really not the point. The point is, when you focus on Jesus, all the other stuff kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what makes you do the good things that you do isn't, oh, I need to go out and do some good things. It's, no, you're thinking about Jesus and what would he do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and then the, the other stuff falls off. It's, it's, it's like that refiner holding that dirty chunk of ore that, that that he sees the gold that's in there and he's holding it to the flame, all the impurities are burning away because that's not the real
1: you. Right. You know? Well, Jesus Jesus came to this earth to die on a cross and it's through the cross of Christ, it's through that love that we are made new. Correct? That we right. are given his spirit, that we are made new, that we have now the hope of eternal life because Christ died for us. He took our sin. He took our punishment. And uh, Paul says in Galatians 2, he says, I have been crucified then with Christ and I no longer live. It's Christ who lives in me. And uh, so now Paul says that he is crucified to the law or you know, trying to attain some um, kind of holiness in myself. And I'm crucified to the world. And so now I no longer have to worry about the expectations of the world, but I live according to the will of God. And uh, so Christianity is really, in a sense, an invitation to come and die. Die to the law, die to the world, and now live in Christ, striving to live according to his his will for you. And I think that's kind of like Christianity to me is... uh, just striving to please him because I'm a child of God and because he, all of the things he's done for me. Um, But that striving to do his will uh, comes from the position of having him in my life, having his spirit in me to enable me and to empower me to live that life for him. I don't know. Uh, What do you think about?
0: I I love the whole picture of, Being crucified with Christ. And another way to think about that is, you know, when Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ or or I've crucified the law, uh, he's saying, I've killed the idea that I have to live up to a certain standard for God to love me. I've killed the idea that I have to do this on my own or this is about a list of rules. I've killed that idea because Jesus took on all of that himself. He says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. Your righteousness doesn't come from any of the pathetic stuff that you do or try to do. Forget about that. I've done that stuff. Set your eyes on me. Uh, and see that way, the truth, the life. Jack, give me that verse you were talking about where it says, I I don't want to nullify.
1: Yeah, that's, um, yeah. um, It says, it comes right after the passage in Galatians 2.20 that says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. And then it said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now that does not nullify the grace of God, because I'm trying to live by faith. That doesn't nullify right. the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Basically, saying if I can, if I can somehow gain righteousness by doing everything that God wants me to do by doing His will in my own strength and ability, then Christ died in vain. Uh, God's grace is real and it's evident in all of our lives. It's by his grace that we're saved. We could never do it in and of ourselves. But I think, John, that what we sometimes don't bring into our lives is all of the wonderful power and all of the things that the scripture gives us, all of the promises of God that are now ours when we are in Christ. And I'll give you three of them that the Bible talks about. Uh, one of those that it talks about is it says that his light now shines in us. So as we live our lives and as we walk into the world, we bring the light of Christ with us into a, into our presence. And when we come into a room, the light of God should come in with us. And then it says that springs of living waters flow from within us. Uh, springs of living water, it's like that's what Jesus said to the woman at the well, you'll have water where you'll never have to get thirsty again. He was talking about this wonderful grace this spring of living water that is within us that begins to flow out of us and nourish other people. And the third one is that the love of God is shed abroad in our lives. So think about those three things we now have when we come to Christ and he comes in us. We have light. We have the wonderful, refreshing water of life. And we have God's wonderful love that we can shed abroad into every single place that we go. And that's what Christians need to be doing. That's our identity. Um, so, but once again, we're still human <laughs> and we fail, but that is available. And that is a part of what the scripture expects us to do when we identify with Christ as who we are.
0: I think that's great, Jack. There's a term that I've heard some pastors use to describe some of what we see in contemporary Christianity, Hmm. and that is therapeutic moralistic deism. Um, that is not what we're talking about, okay? Because to me, that issue is instead of being the light and sharing the living water with those around us, um, we're just doing a good job of pointing out everybody's flaws. <laughs> because for that concept, the Christian life is, is about being a good, moral person and living a comfortable life, Um in a place where you, you you don't feel oppressed and persecuted for your belief, um, or you complain about the feelings of being persecuted, um, and that's not what we're talking about. I mean, when you focus on Jesus, um, I'm not saying that it's bad to be a. a a good moral person, but the reality is you're not. I mean, none of us are because Jesus is our righteousness. And the apostle Paul, I mean, the guy that wrote half the New Testament says, my righteousness is as filthy rags. Okay. So you and I have got no cause to think that, that we're somehow good on our own um, or that our morality means anything. Um, because if you're truly looking at Jesus, uh, you see the naked truth that, uh, man, my my righteousness is just nothing. Um, and so how in the world can I look at somebody else and point out their flaws? That's not what the, the light is about. The light is to illuminate Christ and to set the focus on him uh, and not on, oh, this person needs to straighten that up or um, it it goes back to the whole, get the log out of your own eye, (laughs) you know, and I'm talking to myself here, you know, because I'm not going to go point the finger at somebody and say, well, you have this problem and you need to fix it and... Who am I to say that? Uh, Marilyn Illman, s- sweet lady that uh, was in a mission field when we were in Africa and also uh, at the church I grew up in. And she would teach us in Vacation Bible School. And she said, you just remember, when you're pointing your finger at someone, there's three pointing back at you. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget that. Thank you, Marilyn. Um I had a crush on her when I
1: was. <laughs> well, don't too. tell all. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Um, but no, yeah, our righteousness is as filthy rags. So let's let's look at Jesus, who is our righteousness. Right.
1: But he he calls us, not not a but, but just to add to, <laughs> uh he calls us to forsake all, to be a disciple. Right. The Bible says uh Jesus said to his disciples, He said, Go into all the world now. And uh teach all nations, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And Jesus says in Luke uh, 14 an awful lot about um, uh, the cost of discipleship. The cost of discipleship, basically, he says, is to forsake all and follow me. Now, as a music minister, you know, I used to have a favorite Uh, decision song. We used to sing decision songs every Sunday, uh, invitation songs at church. And my favorite was I Surrender All. Uh, All to Jesus I Surrender, all to him I freely give. Uh, I Surrender All, I Surrender All. And uh, sometimes it was hard for me to sing that because I looked at my own heart and I knew uh, I would rather sing I Surrender Some. I surrender a little bit, you know. Uh, so what is that? What is surrendering all to follow him? What does that mean? Is that something I need to do? And what does that look like? Uh, how do you get your all on the altar, so to speak? Uh, how do you surrender all? I think that this is God's call uh, to come to him and give our all to him. You don't come and just say, um, Okay, God, I'm coming to you and I'll give you a little bit. I'll give you this portion. I mean, everything that I know about myself, everything that I can comprehend, I understand about Jesus. Today, for me coming here, I'm giving you my all, God. Now, when I was 13 years old, that looked a lot different than when I was 50 years old Mm -hmm. because I understood more of the word, I understood more of Christ. So my all may have looked different. So all is giving initially everything. That you are, that you understand and comprehend about Jesus and yourself. But it's also giving all continually because we're weak, we fail, we we blow it, we mess up, we can't, you know. Right. And and so I even this morning got up early, got back into the Word, and before I started I prayed.
0: Is that the name of your bed, Jack? What's that? The Word.
1: The word, I got oh, I got into the word. I stayed in the word this morning. <laughs> no, I I'm sorry. yeah, I'm gonna name I, my I'm bed totally the word, you. and then I say I <laughs> the word. I no. stayed in the word today. As, as I read the Bible, <laughs> before it I pray and I say, Once again, Lord, this morning, I I want to give you my all. uh, uh, forgive me. I failed. I confess my sin and he cleanses me. And it's like, I can now have a fresh start every morning. It's new every morning. And it's a new surrender of my all to him because I, I mess up every day. Uh, so I'm justified by my faith, praise the Lord, and not by those works, but it doesn't mean that I don't surrender everything that I am, that I understand, that I can, even though I failed. Um, I, no, that's it's it's, it's that's part good. of the relationship with God. It's a part that's of um, focusing on Him. I, I right. keep
0: thinking of the the verse where Jesus is talking to his disciples, and uh, he says, Yeah, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments." And I, I don't think that we always read that. Necessarily, the way that that he was saying it, because it's it's not like um, a guy on a, a date saying, "If you love me, you'll you know." No, he's not. He's not saying, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." He's saying, "If you love me, it's a natural right. It
1: will do. You, you know? will want to he's, do that." He's
0: saying, "If yeah. if you're an apple tree, you're going to bear apples." There you go. You know,
1: I like that. Right because john 15 talks about bearing fruit right so that's keeping commandments is bearing fruit it's a natural thing though when you're attached to the vine If you're attached to the vine you get sustenance and uh, you then bear fruit it's a natural thing because you're connected to christ planted in him
0: the, the the one thing I want to kind of leave us with on this idea of our identity in Christ is first off, you know, we talk about Him being the author. Uh, we get our identity through Christ because first of all, He's our Creator. He's our Creator. He is also our sustainer. Mm. You know, when we get up in the morning, when we're in Haiti, and you listen to the Haitians pray every single day, they would say. Thank you, God, for letting me wake up this morning and for giving me another day of life. Um, He's our sustainer and he's the finisher of our faith, which means he is our Savior and our Redeemer. So he takes us through this whole story of life um, and redeems every part of us. So he completes us and that is our identity.
1: And He loves us.
0: Amen. He
1: loves us as a Father. And uh, in, in that love is that all those things you said and an understanding of who I am and who I need to be. And He is, he is so patient. And uh, I see Him seeing us as His children the way we're going to be, not necessarily always where we are right now. He sees us for who we're going to be. So put your identity in Christ. Get all of the things that He has to give you, and then you will become, as you grow, what Christ wants you to be. Now you're focused on Him.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Reach out to us at Connect the Jack and John Podcast, or give us a call. Uh, We love you guys, and we'll see you next time.